If you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you'll love hearing the latest in the world of food. First, McDonald's has a new caramel brownie McFlurry. They have a new word for, you know, when you open your favorite bag of chips or cookies and you paid more for less and you're kind of like looking at the bottom of the bag and you're like, that's it? Yeah. That's all they gave me? It's called shrinkflation. I was going to say, man, I've been chipped off. (laughs) Chipped off. (laughs) Taco Bell is planning on hiring 5,000 new employees on April 21st by turning their parking lots into outdoor job fairs. And Mm. finally, in the world of food, last year, the biggest shortage was toilet paper, right? This year, ketchup. Can't catch up. Restaurants Mm. are desperate for those little ketchup packets they give you with their takeout orders. They just can't, they can't find them. So they're asking if you have like 15 of them in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> Please, Please turn them in. Donate them to your local <laughs> fast food restaurant. <laughs> Coming up, did you hear what job titles LinkedIn has added to their platform? Hey, did you hear the job titles LinkedIn has added to their professional social media platform? After 2.3 million women left the workforce during the pandemic, they've added stay-at-home mom. Hmm. To allow full-time parents and other caretakers to provide more accurate descriptions of their time away from the paid labor force. LinkedIn users, um, they they create separate resume sections for employment gaps. And they choose one of 10 different types of hiatus, like parental leave or family care leave. And the company says there should be no shame in taking time off from paid positions and now the platform will help women re-enter the workforce when they're ready because so many women quit their jobs or had to quit so they could stay at home and be with their children so they could learn online. So I thought Shame. this was such a great move. Go Shame. LinkedIn. If you ever want want someone that's capable of, of handling clients or a, mm-hmm. a grumpy staff or whatever, I'm going with a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Seriously. And it used to be like you had to connect what you'd been doing to a specific company So the software had to be completely rewritten Hmm. so that you could add stay-at-home mom to your resume. Hmm. Isn't it funny how when it comes to showing love to others, it's really the little things that add up to be the big things? We're going to talk about that next. Isn't it funny how when it comes to showing love to others, it's just, it's the little things. They talk about it all the time, the gift of your presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not presence, and it's so true. And uh, my husband did that for me the other day. We, I had an errand to run that was in full, like a 10-minute errand, but it was a 25-minute to 30-minute drive each way. Hmm. And he totally took his lunch break at work. He's been working from home lately. And he goes, I'll go with you. I was like, no way. And so we loaded Alex the Wonder Mutt into the car and he drove, I navigated, and it was this fun little outing that would have been just kind of like, if I had to go do it by myself. And I felt so touched because then, you know, he had to scramble the rest of the afternoon to catch up on work because hmm. we were gone. I think it was a total of an hour and 10 minutes. So it was a little bit of long lunch break for him. But I, I just felt, I thanked him like 10 times. Thanks for going with me, babe. You made me feel so loved. I appreciate it so much. I'm not surprised to hear that uh, Glenn made you feel great the other day by running a simple errand with you. Mm -hmm. Like, surprise, I'm going to go along with you. It's so sweet. I wonder if, you know, people always call talking about the five love languages. I wonder if time spent together is your love language. I think it's that. And I think it's definitely acts of service. Is that one of them? Yeah. Like doing. You like to be waited on? 
Well, no. <laughs> no. But when he says, hey, babe, what day can we switch cars? I'm going to take your car and get the oil changed and the tires rotated. I'm just like, I melt. I'm like, ooh, baby. <laughs> How about Thursday? <laughs> like, it just makes me feel so loved and so special. That I don't have to go do that. He does it for me. So you do like to be waited on. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. It's I called acts of service. Right, right. I, don't know. I wait on him all the time. I, don't I bring know. him his dinner and cook him his dinner and make him his smoothies. I don't know anyone. That, I mean, it's the the right thing to say is, no, I don't like to be waited on. But who doesn't like to be waited on? Of course you do. That's why we go out to eat, right? Because we we're paying someone to do that because we like it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. This sounds very selfish. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like to be waited on but you I know what speaking of that of service now that my mother and father-in-law are retired mm-hmm. it is the sweetest thing he makes her breakfast in bed every morning oh first he brings her her coffee because she has this pill she has to take and then she has to wait an hour till she can eat yeah and then he brings her breakfast and he rotates like one day it's scrambled eggs one day it's oatmeal Oh, it's like, and I bet she loves it. it up. And I bet she loves it. Right? She does. Cause and she's responsible for every lunch and every dinner. Yeah. So the fact that he takes care of breakfast is very special. Do you have a lot of your kids artwork on, you know, on the refrigerator, maybe got a special bin? Well, according to a new survey, moms have enough of their kids masterpieces to fill a museum. <laughs> and uh, they say, keep it up, kids. Moms love the record of their kids' artistic ability at that age. And it's the thing she wants for Mother's Day, a heartfelt card, a homemade gift. Another big gift idea, 70% of moms say they wish they had more family photos on the walls of their home. We've got family photos everywhere. I mean, everywhere in our house. And then uh, our kids are older now, so all of those art projects from when they were they were kids they are they are overflowing in our attic mm. like it's been my job to get them all up there i don't know what we're gonna do with them oh wow where we're gonna put them i that know all these people are like you should link. just scan them all ain't nobody got time for that <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this what are you doing with all of your kids refrigerator art all those art projects and a plus report cards let's talk about it next so here's the dilemma. We have four kids, and my wife, from the time they were little, 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 saved every scrap of artwork, every A+, plus, B+, plus, or C- minus paper they ever got, and each child has multiple bins wow. of stuff in our attic. That's impressive. Now, I think this is the kind of thing, if their lives turn out anything like mine, it's something they'll like when they, when they do decide once in a while to visit mom and dad. They'll like to go through it, but they don't want it. They'll like to take a walk down memory lane and then put it back in your attic, right, to look at again 20 years later. Would it be wrong if, and I think Tracy's not listening right now, would it be wrong for me to quietly, without telling her, (laughs) unload some of this stuff? Would that be wrong? Here's the honest truth. There are three big, like those plastic bins you get to store stuff in. There are three big bins per child. We've got 12 of these things. My parents never saved that much stuff of mine. Now, should I? Like the next time Tracy goes out, I don't know, to get her hair done or something, I've got like, you know, a few hours at home by myself. Would it be wrong to make a mad dash? To get rid of all that stuff and take it to the take it to the dump and be done with it. 
Would that be wrong? Do you value your life? <laughs> That's my question for you. No, my point is, is that I uh, is the intention is she won't find out. Like she won't miss it. Nobody. She never goes up in the attic. I'm the one who always has to go up in the attic. When is that stuff going to come out of the attic? When we move in forty years to retire to Boca del Vista. <laughs> She said something a minute ago, Taylor, that I'd like to have our uh, Kevin and Taylor listeners call in and weigh in on. It was about being a substitute teacher. And here's what I'm thinking. Who would you rather have as a substitute teacher, myself or Taylor? So you're putting yourself in the position of a student? Who would student you rather or have? parent, whatever, student however you want to approach okay. this. Okay. If you were dropping your kid off at school, who would you like to see at the front of the classroom as a substitute teacher? Mr. Kevin or Miss Taylor? And uh, yeah, if you were a kid. If you're a kid, which would you rather have? Hey, Claire, we're talking about who would be the better substitute teacher. Would it be Mr. Kevin or Miss Taylor? You know, I love both of you. You know, you are like a godly man with a little twist of uh, bad boy. And, uh, but I definitely I like want her. I, like that. I definitely want her. <laughs> but I would want you too. <laughs> but Taylor. Oh, thanks. What? I just can't get over uh, the yes. godly man with a twist of bad boy. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm, t- I'm getting t-shirts made with that on it. I'm a godly man with a side of bad boy. That's like me and my friend where I was like, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. <laughs> well, you know what? I have a little twist of that, too. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> A little bad girl, Claire. <laughs> yes. Don't yes, we all, I right? Am. Right. <laughs> yes, all of us. We're not perfect. Right. We are not. He's not finished with us yet. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Claire. (laughs) Thanks, Claire. Hey, Mary, it's Kevin and Taylor, and we so wanted to get you on the phone because you're a teacher, and we're talking about who who would be a better substitute teacher, me or Taylor? Did you really have to call me about this? Yes, truly. You're you're not saying who's better. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather? Who would you rather have filling in (laughs) if you couldn't make it one day, me or Taylor? I feel like. If I was teaching the younger Taylor, obviously, because she would just be so sweet and she would be like, oh, you're doing so great, even if it was, you know, not great. (laughs) And (laughs) for the olders, though, I feel like Kevin would give them more of a reality check. Like, enough. Just sit down. Be quiet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's true, because Kevin's got two sides to his personality. There's the playful, look at me, Kevin, and then there's the... We're going to buckle down and you're going to do what dad said version of so. So you're playing us good cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah. You know, do your work. Also, God loves you. But be quiet. Yeah. It's true. It would totally depend on what move you're, mood you're in, Kev. If you're being really super playful, you'd be bring candy and play games. Mm-hmm. If you're feeling really serious, you'd be like, we're learning this today. If I was serious, I'd bring candy and eat it all myself. <laughs> yeah. You're like the football coach. You're fun when you have to be, but then you're serious when you need to be. Hey, do you need a good fundraising idea? You can steal this one that will raise money and give people a good laugh at the same time. Okay. Teens at Republic High School in Springfield, Missouri, needed to raise money to keep the art department going. So they did a Bob Rossathon. <laughs> they all dress like the famous Is he TBS the guy with the painter. Bushy fro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's so popular. I saw I saw Bob Ross candy at a candy store the other day. That's how popular this guy is, and uh, he creates nature scenes. So they did the Bob Rossathon. They all dress like Bob Ross. 
They had the blue smock, the fro, the everything. And then they created these nature scenes with oils that they're going to auction off next month. And I'm thinking mom, dad, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa are going to be the highest bidders. Mm-hmm. So it's a brilliant fundraising idea. You can steal. Bob Ross of Thon. Do you have an everyday hero in your life? Coming up, check out this guy. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Let's hear it. Do you have an everyday hero in your life? You know, the kind of person who quietly makes a huge difference every day. Well, check out Raymond Brown. He's a custodian at White Oak Elementary School in North Carolina, and everyone nominated him for a North Carolina School Hero Award. He didn't win. It would have been a $10,000 reward. And they were all so sad. They're like, what? Raymond's the best. How could he not win? So a mom named Adrian, um, she's been really touched by Raymond. Her son Amos has autism. And it's really hard for him to make friends. He's like not really verbal. And Raymond just like took, took him under his wing and it was like, Hey, Amos, it's famous Amos. You know, he just like became friends. And then all the kids at the school would be like, hey, it's famous Amos, famous Amos. And he's like made friends through this. Hmm. And he started speaking for the first time. He's seven years old. He's never spoken before, thanks to his friendship with Raymond. Hmm. So she's like, let's do something. Let's at least take up a little collection for Raymond and give him our own hero award. Well, guess what? Word got out about this incredible man. And people donated within a week $35,000 to honor him for being an everyday hero. Wow. A lot more than the $10,000 prize, huh? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? I love that story. Kev, yesterday I did something that I've never done before in my entire life. And when you hear what I did, you're going to be like, that... You've never done that before until (laughs) yesterday? What? Okay. So I'm trying to think, what is it that you have never done? Something you would have done for the first time ever yesterday. Yes. And I'm going to go with you ate a pork rind. No. I'm trying to think if I've ever tried one of those. I'm pretty sure you haven't. (laughs) Just the whole concept of it is, what if there's a hair or something? Oh, anyway. They're good, especially if they're hot. Mm, That's good there. For the first time in my life, I did something yesterday I've never done before. Okay. And when you hear what it is, you're going to be like, are you serious? <laughs> you made it to today years old and you've never done that? I planted flowers. You've never done that? I have never done it before. In all your 29 years, you've in never done that? In all my 29 years, I've never planted flowers. And it's so funny because I texted my sister, Sarah, who lives in Michigan, and she like... Oh, you should see her yard. There's tulips and gardenias and flower boxes. And that's like her thing. Her mm-hmm. her bliss is gardening. I've never gotten into it. So she was like, oh, I wish I could come play in the dirt with you. And she was all and I, I got myself some garden gloves. I'd always borrowed my husband's if I needed any to do anything in the yard. And I these fit me and I got a little shovel and I got the the potting soil and a, some fertilizer. A, a big floppy hat? I do have a floppy. I already had one because of my, you know, the skin cancer thing. And, and so did anyway. You, did you get one of those little kneeler things? Like no, a little, little no, pad to kneel I had to kneel. I, I, my oh, knees had to take the hit. Get that next time. And I dug, I want to say, like, I, I tried to count in the photo I took, like 42 little holes. And it took 
200 times longer than I thought it would take. <laughs> it was a lot harder than I thought it was. And the back of my legs are really sore from bending over mm-hmm. uh, for hours and hours. And I still didn't finish. I've got another little bed that I got to finish today. I just, I ran out of time and daylight and everything else. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty proud of myself. Hmm. And there, by the way, I planted, um, they're called Vicas. And they're supposed to be able to handle the hot sun and the heat. Mm. Otherwise known as Madagascar periwinkles, for those of you that Uh are... Commonly known as. Their street name. (laughs) (laughs) And I I could not be more proud of myself. And if they die, I am going to be so depressed. (laughs) Because I've never worked so hard on flowers And how many do you have left? I planted like 46, and I think I've got like... uh, 20 okay, I have an idea. I'll share with you in a minute of how you can get it done like that. Really? All right. Okay. I'll tell you about it next. So you still have 27 plants left to plant. You got something like that. 27 yeah. little holes, mm-hmm. 27 little plants. You got to pat down, scoop in the dirt, water the, yeah, them, do the whole We bought the smaller bit. ones because they were cheaper, but now it's Here's more Here's how work. you can get it done like that. No okay. fuss, no mush. You won't even get your knees or your hands dirty. Okay. You go home tonight and you say... Hey, Glenn, honey, what what do you want for dinner? I'll make you whatever you want. Whatever, any of it special, what do you want? And he'll say something, mm-hmm. whatever his favorite dish is. Mm-hmm. I want your uh, shrimp piccotti. I don't know. You go, okay, all right, I am on it. I'm making it. Oh, but you know, I got those plants. I've got to get those done because they're going to dry out. How about while I'm making dinner, you go ahead and finish that up for me? Um, can I tell you how I honestly feel about your idea? Yeah. I would way rather be out planting the plants than making dinner. (laughs) I love being outside. I do not enjoy cooking. So if he was making me some kind of fabulous dish. I was just about to say, flip the script upside down then. Hey, Glenn, while I'm doing this, how about you whip up dinner? (laughs) (laughs) Whip up dinner. He would whip up some uh, takeout. (laughs) That's what he would do. You are going to love this story of grace and redemption that's making news all over the country right now. Uh, think for a minute about how hard it is to be a restaurant owner right now in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, you're doing everything you can to keep the staff going, to get as much takeout orders mm-hmm. as you can. I mean, it, it is tough. Then imagine you find out someone completely smashed your front door ran in and in 45 seconds got away with the entire cash register. No kidding. It's just gone. Hmm. This is what happened to Carl Wallace. He owns a restaurant called Diablo Southwest Grill in Augusta, Georgia. And think through what you would do next if that were you. Would you call the police? Would you say reward for found cash register, for found culprit, whatever? Uh, No. Carl had a totally different reaction. He said, you know what? This break-in happened over Easter weekend. There's nothing I can do but respond with forgiveness. It, it seems like the right thing to do. So what he's doing is, if this thief comes forward, he would like to offer him or her a job. Mm. Because he feels like if you're that desperate, and you're willing to take those kind of risks, smashing glass and stealing things and risk going to jail, you must be in a really bad spot in life and you're at a really dark low point and so he wants to extend a just grace and forgiveness and redemption for this person wow so i'll try to follow the story for you and uh and wouldn't it be cool if they came forward i mean that is just 
I'm just so touched by his love and grace. Wow, what a guy. Well, our producer Griffin's got a wife, Sarah. He's got two little kids, five and four-year-old. And he's got a question for us, Kev. How much can you spend? How much is okay to spend without telling your other half about it first? Good question. (laughs) We're going to talk about it with Griff next. So, Griff, uh, Taylor was saying that you have a question about how much money is okay to spend without checking in with your spouse, which I just want to say, dude, you're the man. Yeah. You don't you don't ask. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you let her know. That's what, what I think. Yeah. You let her yeah. know how much you spent. You're right. By the way. <laughs> I thought you meant you're the man, like you're cool for asking oh, this. You're the man. <laughs> you meant you're the man of the family. Now, right, right now, my wife is at home listening, going like, ain't the way it rolls in our house. You better ask me. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> Bottom line, I feel like I should ask you, what did you do? What did, what did you, you spend? Buy? What did you buy? Good, good for, question. For one of the first times in a while, there was an Amazon package that arrived that was addressed to me, Ooh. not my wife. You know, she has them like every day. There's something else coming. Uh-huh. Um, but it was a small little package, and I opened it up, and it was a. I ordered myself a treated myself to a nice pair of sunglasses. Ah, okay. I decided for the first time, let's buy a nice pair. You know, instead of these cheap free ones I have all the time. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, they have a big name brand on them. And my wife, she's like, oh, Ooh, you got some of those. Fancy. Aren't you fancy? How, Who are you trying to impress? Right. How much were those? I was like, well, they were still $50 off, but, uh, you know, <gasps> a, a little over off. a little over $100 or so. Ooh. And, uh, she just said, oh, okay. She's like, I think that's probably okay to spend without asking, but, uh, yeah. So I could just get the vibe that I was pushing the limits with that amount of money Ooh, without mentioning yeah. it to well, good her. Thing she, didn't, she bit her tongue. She didn't say something like, well, I was going to get the kids new shoes this week, but I guess I'll just wait <laughs> till payday. <laughs> Are these prescription sunglasses? No, no. You have to no. wear your contacts? Yeah, okay. contacts. Yeah. Mm. That's so. a lot of money for sunglasses. Uh, to me. I mean, well, that's I'm, how much they cost. If you want nice sunglasses, you yeah. Gotta, uh, wait, wait till you get a scratch in the lens. You're gonna, yeah. you're gonna lose it. <laughs> well, the thing is, I didn't really like the way they looked, oh, so I'm no. gonna return them anyways. Oh. oh. So now it's the debate: Do I get another nice pair, or do I just uh, take the money back? <laughs> well, the great thing about cheap sunglasses is you can try on all kinds of different styles. That's true, right? You just <laughs> then you don't have to justify. The- Based on your wife radar and the messages she may or may not have been sending, what is your gut instinct about what to do with said purchase? My gut is to uh, uh, probably just get the money back. Yeah, his gut is, uh, I'm stopping at Walgreens on my way home. So if you're a mom or a dad, I think every, every now and then you can wind up getting a little down about the job that you do day in and day out for your family that largely goes unrecognized. People don't realize how much it is that you do. So let's take a minute to talk about that next. So being a mom, being a dad, it's the best job you'll ever have. And it can also be one of the most trying and difficult jobs you've ever had. And and especially, I'm thinking about moms especially, because they do so much for our families. And I'm not just talking about the meals and running the house and making sure, like my wife, she's the, she's the chief financial officer. She keeps the house running. But it's not that. It's the heart and the emotional investment that you put into the lives of your kids. And it can get really rough, especially as they get older and you feel like, gosh, did they did they not appreciate any of that? Did they not know 
how much I poured into them, heart, soul, every minute of every day thinking about them. So mom, dad, if that's you, if you're feeling that way, maybe you've got the middle schoolers. And when you do drop them off carpool line, they, they used to like, you know, hug the life out of your neck. Bye, mommy. Can't wait to see you after school. And now it's like, could you drop me off around the corner? Because, you know, I don't want the kids to see me or this car. <laughs> maybe you're at that yeah. point. Hang in there, mom. Hang in there, dad. It will get better and they will come back around. And especially, I think, when they start experiencing those things for themselves, when they start having bills to pay of their own, kids of their own that they're raising. And then they realize because you can't you can't understand. Sure, you can see the tasks that your parents do, the meals, the cleaning, the, the paying the bills and all that stuff. But you'll never understand the heart and the soul that they put into it, the tears that they cry that you don't even know about until you're in that spot. So mom, particularly mom, hang in there. It's going to get better. We're talking a little bit about the work that parents do behind the scenes that often, almost always when they're teenagers, goes unnoticed. (laughs) And man, do I see it in my four sisters. All four of them are moms and my good friends like uh, I'm so grateful that they share their motherhood journey with me because I get to see just how much sacrifice is involved. And I always think about how they're probably going to be rewarded in heaven. And then I also think the special about special mom section. Yeah, I think there is. And then I also it may, when they share their struggles with me, I think about, oh, gosh, what all did I put my mom through? Hmm. And I think about the times just like right now, I like I don't love to cook. It's a necessary thing to do. I like it better on the weekends when I'm not as tired. Um, but I don't love cooking. And I think about how many times I would get home from school and say, Mom, what's for dinner tonight? And she would say like chicken and rice or whatever. And I would go, oh, man, <laughs> again. And now like, I just love any food that someone else cooks for me. It doesn't matter what it is as long as I didn't have to make it. So like you said, Kev, just, we hope that all moms and dads too, just feel encouraged. And, and even when it's tough, keep the good work, keep the faith, fight the good fight. Cause I think God really sees you and knows how hard you're working for him through your children. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.